Mates, welcome into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Sitting opposite me is my co-host, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. Uh, today on the show, uh, we've got a great guest for you. Uh, you may know him uh, from the Ronnie John's Half Hour. Uh, you may know him from his live shows as Chopper. Please welcome into the Little Dum Dum Club, Heath Franklin. Yay! Hello. Welcome aboard. Oh, it's good to be aboard. It's, it's nice. It's good to have you on board. Now, let's let's say this: we, we don't, me and Carl don't know, don't know you uh, very well, so this is going to be like a, a, a sort of getting to know you session. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. I'm glad I didn't wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you'd like us to know about you before we start? Not really. Uh, I'm better than you think I am. I right. don't know. I think you're really good though. So. Oh, yeah. in that case, no, I'm well below expectation. <laughs> but when you say better, do you mean as a performer, as a bloke, sexually? Like what are we what are we talking here? Yeah, sexually is one of them. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just a sort of lovable, hyperpotent kind of guy. <laughs> well, we were talking <laughs> on the lift on the way in. Because you, you, you live in Sydney? Yeah, well, yeah, sort of. Right. Yes. Yeah, no, I do. That's the short Okay, well, that's it. Skip to the <laughs> next one. Yeah. Do you sleep there more often than you sleep in other places? <laughs> no, it's about 50 50 at oh, the moment, okay, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Because you tour a lot with Chopper. Yeah, I tour a lot with Chopper and all sorts of odd corporate gigs and yep. stuff like that. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, but you're down, we were saying you're down here at the moment uh, in Melbourne. Uh, you said it to escape your family. Escape is a strong word, depending <laughs> on if they're listening or not. Um, but yeah, no, I had a, I had a uh, not me, I didn't do very much of it, but uh, my wife and I had a baby four and a half months ago or so, and um, yeah, I just sort of get a change of scene. I mean, my, my life since he was born is more or less wake up, walk the dog, look after the baby, watch television, go to sleep. That sounds like a dream. <laughs> well, it does initially, but I've, I've just been praying for an intervention of, of some sort, just a, like, you know, like a Donnie Darko style. A cheap Jetstar jet flight to Melbourne yeah. and it came true. A Jetstar, well, not, I was hoping it would crash somewhere spectacularly. Yeah, well, is that what you meant when you said Donnie Darko style? A, a, a jet engine crashes yeah, onto a, your house? An engine cow just... Not our house. Next door, we're still paying off our house. Right. But yeah, next door, I don't know, they're chumps. I don't like them. So yeah, <laughs> something like that. But it was just getting so tedious. And I find that when you're writing stuff and the only person you're hanging out with is yourself, and I like not to rubbish my son, but he's four months old and his conversation's not where I want it to be. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, it, it's just nice to speak to people and get some different ideas. Because it's, it's, if you're writing and the only person you speak to is yourself... It's a little bit like eating your own shit after a while. <laughs> like, it just comes out as shitty as shit, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just down here to remix my life a little Soak bit. Soak it in. You're just down yeah. here to write. So where do you write in Melbourne? Is there a... Oh, you know, awkward places around public transport kind of thing. Really? Yeah, oh, any, anywhere really, yeah. Right. Where... So you're just wandering around the city today? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, you know, with an empty coffee cup for some change as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Observing some people on uh, particular routes of public transport in order to get a few chopperisms, I'd imagine. Is that part of the plan? Yeah, I, uh, well, to tell you the truth, chopper's chopper's done. Um, Really? You've killed him off. No, not not done like that, but he's, um, he he pretty much writes for himself these days. Yeah. Like, you think of something, you decide whether you love it or you hate it. And then, you know, you kind of talk about it as chopper sort of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's that's not the one I'm necessarily worried about. But, um, yeah. Well, can I ask this about chopper? Now, this is – I'm not trying to be offensive or, or anything, but I guess I'm intrigued by this. So I've heard, you know, 
the real chopper gets offended or whatever he gets. Does he get offended by by your character or does he? There's there's something. I don't know. I don't know if he's uh, willing to admit that offended in, is in his kind of emotional spectrum. Right. <laughs> I think I think he kind of likes to likes the world to think that he goes between sort of stabby and jovial, you know, without <laughs> too much stuff in between. Right. Because I mean, and you probably you, you would know this, but you hear the stories of uh, like you would go to a town and sell out a show as Chopper, and then he would come in two months later and go, oh, "Here's the real deal," and then no one turns up to it. Yeah, and I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that if you ever go and see his show, it's just kind of a lot of really candid stories about kind of horrific, brutal acts of violence. Yeah. Basically. And then he cuts to a Q&A thing, and then he'll sneak in a bit of racism here and there, which, you know, gets people off, the, off their chairs. And uh... now, and I might be wrong here. Tell me if I'm wrong. But to me, you're, you're not doing Chopper. You're doing Eric Banner's Chopper. So surely Eric Banner should be the one that's getting shitty and rolling his <laughs> show into town and trying to get... Box office. Yeah, that, I, like, I would love that. I would love to be sued by Eric Banner. <laughs> like, um, that could be great on a poster, as seen on the Ronnie Johns Half Hour, yeah, as sued yeah. by Eric Banner. Maybe if, if the, in court with Eric Banner. Yeah, if the real chopper, maybe if he did Heath Franklin's Eric Banner's chopper, he could go full circle and actually put on a good show. Yeah. He needs to start impersonating. You know what would be amazing? All three of you, a sitcom where all three of you live in a house together. <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> the Hollywood actor, the comedian, and then the real guy that they've both portrayed. Yeah. It, and just call it the choppers. Yeah. yeah. That's where Ben Elton went wrong instead of having that girl, girl flat, flat or whatever it was. Chop flat. Chop flat. Yeah. It's three choppers in a room. Chop I mean, house. That would be good. Chop house. That would have been amazing. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. Just have like two funny choppers and then one <laughs> horrible just, just trying to stab you with a, with a cut up can or something. Just yeah, a just, maniac. Anytime there's any kind of burgeoning chemistry, just the real chopper stack yeah. in with... <laughs> A severed piece of something rotting just to try to, you know, derail the whole vibe. But that's the other thing. Like, I've seen him before, and I, I, I guess it's – you're responsible for this, but people go – oh, they see you and laugh and go, oh, it's Gino Chopper, ha, 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 and, and like the movie Chopper, oh, it's all funny. And then they go and see the real one thinking it's going to be a laugh a minute. And I've seen him do a show, and it's just a story about, you know, breaking a bottle and sticking it up someone <laughs> – up his, up his cellmate's <laughs> – Ass. Yeah, I could imagine there'd be a lot of people in chopper shows just sort of looking longingly towards the exit. Just yeah. Like, oh, it's just over there. I wonder if they'll see me. Yeah. But that's, but that's the thing with with everything you know uh, that, that's uh, out there about him. It's like it's become pretty easy to forget that he went to jail for a long time for killing people. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the bizarre. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. No, and he's uh, he's an unhinged dude. Like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's not a podcast kind of guy, so I'm just going to lay it out on the line. <laughs> yeah, we'll but, be fine. Um, Have you met him? Yeah, I did meet him once. One of those um, really awesome men's magazines, you know, the ones that kind right. of realign men's expectations of what sort of women they should and shouldn't be dating. Yeah, the ones sitting at the front of the 7-Elevens with maybe a free ch- flavoured milk offer attached. <laughs> yeah, yeah, usually. Or, yeah. or some sort of hilarious kind of, I don't know, gimmicky apron with breasts on it or something yep. like that. You know... Girl with big breasts, turn the page, shark injury, that kind of yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> I do love the shark injury, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or some sort of, you know, this is my mate Daco and he ate a speedboat once. And, or whatever it Classic is. Classic Daco. But, um, That's yeah. Save that for a storyline for Chop House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was put it in the bank. But, um, yeah, we they got us together for a photo shoot and it was just really awkward. Like, everyone who it was like, oh, were you scared? 
not really scared because there are a lot of other people around. And I take it you're in the you're in the costume, of course, for this. Oh yeah, and yeah. I I've never felt more like a dick. Sure, yeah. Because it is. I mean, it's because really... the costume's a bit over the top too. So it's like, yeah, it's... this is what I think you look yeah. like. It's a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he he's got all these real tattoos, no doubt hacked into his arm by some prison dude with a razor blade and a yeah. broken biro. And you know, mine are actually texter, and he's got some real stab. Wounds and missing teeth and no ears, and I'm like, oh. you're wearing a you're wearing a um a, a, a two dollar fake moustache that you've got from Hot Potatoes twenty minutes before. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. furiously glued some pubes onto my face and an, an eggshell blue collared shirt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I just felt like an imposter. Like, if you... <laughs> you are an imposter. <laughs> no, impersonator. Sure, please. sure, sure. God's sake. It's, a, it's a finely crafted art form. <laughs> I, I like that the the people. People saying, oh, were you scared? Like the real chopper was going, finally my chance to kill him when there's dozens of cameras around. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect crime. <laughs> well, you're, you're saying he gets frustrated because, you know, you do, your, um, you, you do your, your show of him and then he rolls up and tries to do the real version and he can't. And, and me and Carl understand that frustration because there, was, there is a Taiwanese version of Little Dum Dum Club <laughs> that is massive and then we go over there and try and do gigs and no one bloody turns up. So I, I, hear, I feel his pain. Is it what? Why are they kicking us? I don't know. <laughs> just they're We're, pretending to be us. Two Taiwanese dudes pretending to be us, and they're killing it. It's it's more the ping pong club rather than the the dum dum <laughs> club. But. The little ping pong club. <laughs> <laughs> There's another storyline for uh, Chop House. Um, so, I got I got some. Oh no, you're gonna I, go. I, I, I just got more on the, uh, the 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 chopper thing. So I think that we we you know we ask variations of this questions uh, of this question to a lot of our guests. Um, uh, but your show in particular, I imagine you would have uh, run-ins with some interesting hecklers and audience members post show. I mean, you must have a, a veritable pick and mix bag full of of that kind of gear. Yeah, I mean, there are some shows where you have audience members that are great. They're wonderful. They know what's going on. They know it's a joke. And if you say, do you know what you should do after this show? You should go and kill someone. They're like, huh, yes, no, I, I understand that that's not exactly the case. <laughs> other people just don't get it at all. And and those are the shows that I refer to as um, IQ-based income redistribution. <laughs> it's kind of like the natural selection of money. Something that the, the real chopper says a lot, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, did you ever have a thing where you, like, like early on before, you know, before the character sort of, you know, became widely known as a character, did you have people turn up to the shows thinking it was the chopper? Was, was there confusion, do you think? Yeah, there's been a bit of that. Because um, I've noticed now, I, I've noticed in the evolution of you doing these shows is that it's now very clearly Heath Franklin's chopper. Whereas early days, I think it was just, it was just chopper. Yeah, I think that was a little bit of my ego crying out for help as well. Like, that chopper guy's awesome. And then I'd be like, I'm that chopper guy. They're like, no, the chopper guy's awesome. You suck. And I'm like, well, I'll prove it to you, bitch. So, um, yeah, there was a little bit of that. But, uh, yeah, it was also to differentiate it. Because, I mean, imagine if you came, like, you wanted a good night out. You just wanted to hear like a, a really maligned 50-something-year-old man telling stories about you know, cutting things off people who yeah. were probably crying or whatever. And then you turn up to a comedy show and some guy's written jokes and, you know, made PowerPoint. It, it would ruin your night. I, like, I it can't, would really finger bang your night. I can't, I can't really think of anything worse. Because <laughs> you're a bit of a like little cottage industry. I guess you get to tour all the time and, you know, it's, it's very popular. It's a, a, 
Is there any chance of spawning any any you know lookalike sort of uh, ideas? Like, there's, is there any Neville Bartos impersonator shows <laughs> oh, coming up or yes. anything like that? Yes. Actually, uh, Neville's one of those things that everyone's like, "Where's Neville?" Like, <laughs> that, in fact, tying it back in with the the kind of the certain breed of people who don't get it, that's probably one of the things I get the most. Where's Neville? You know, as if I'm like, "Oh yeah, hang on." Put on some music, quick costume change, come back out, you know, rip out five minutes. As, like Panto style, where's Neville, everyone? <laughs> He's behind you, Chopper. <laughs> that would be pretty incredible. It would be good, but I'm just one man, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what about this? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this. Um, I have um, – now, you're, you're married. You're married, yeah, Heath, yeah. yeah. And uh, little Tom, you've got a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put this on the line. We have uh, me and my girlfriend. We we sort of have like cutesy names and stuff for each other. Now oh, this probably what sounds a thrilling. Pretty... Glimpse behind the curtain. <laughs> this is behind the iron curtain. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have like we won't have like one thing that we don't say. Oh, schnookums or whatever it is. Yeah. But we will say just really stupid. You know, sort of on purposely really stupid things that just change all the time. Like it won't be thought through. It'll be just like. You know, uh, and you know it'll sound quite insulting. You know, some of the times so it'll be like, you know, I love you, cactus neck, or you know, yeah, we we do the same thing actually. Right. Um, I think the two of the ones that I remember is I once called. Well, we weren't married at the time, but I called her a fighting giant giant urukai. Yeah. <laughs> was a pet name, and then there was tax free junta. Well. Oh, very <laughs> good. Yeah. How's your day been, tax free junta? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'll be. It. It'll be. You'll put in a really you know mushy voice and whatever, and be like you know, I love you, leopard throat or whatever. This just sounds like you're giving her nicknames off the Mary Burrows. Yeah, yeah, that's talking it. Talking about on the that's show. That's it. That's it. So anyway. Um, it got to a point, like, I'm just always trying to, you know, randomly think of stupid things to call her and pretend it's loving. And, uh, I said, uh, I got onto the thing of, of instead of giving her outlandish names, I would just get her name just a bit wrong, <laughs> which, which really annoyed her a lot more than being called Leopard Throat or whatever. <laughs> so her name's Diane. So I'd be calling, I'd be like, I love you, Diana. And she'd be like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Or... You know, I love you, Deanne, and, you know, stuff like that. And she would just go mental. And then I'd just, I'd keep doing stuff like that. And, and then how just... far did you go with it? Did it get to a point where it was like, I love you, Damien? No, Are no. Going that far? Well, well, this is, this is it. I, then I got to, you know, I'd say, oh, I love you, Deborah. I love you, Debbie. <laughs> love you, Debbie. Like this sort of thing. And she'd go mental. And then she would just go, <laughs> instead of thinking something good in return for Carl or anything like that, she would just say the same thing back. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, good one. Except she lasted longer than me. So she just has still continued to call me Debbie and Deborah <laughs> flat out, and she does it in public now as well. So we'll be in public, and she'll be like, "Hey, Debbie, come back here, Debbie." I'm like, I can't think of a more emasculating name than being called Debbie, Debbie in yeah, public. In public, that people must just be looking at you, thinking that she's not your girlfriend, that she's like your carer or something. You know? Yeah, it's well, I don't know. It, uh, I don't know what you could possibly think. Like, I'm picturing you, you know, like in the first Ace Ventura movie when they check him into the mental home and he's got the tutu on and his hair all spiked up. I'm just picturing you running around Chadston like that and her going, come on, Debbie. Yeah, yeah. And it's and not only that, but she, as I've sort of covered before on the show before, she she's want to... Um, Get a get a word or get a, a phrase or something, and just start singing it without really thinking about it. So she will be in public. She'll be like, "Debbie, Debbie, Deborah, Deborah," like this without thinking. I'm like, "Oh, this is 
Yeah, this I, I've created the monster. I know it's my fault, but it's turned into like a, a Jerry Springer episode. That's like a <laughs> classic uh, thing that would come up on there. You've just got to reclaim it, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Just, I like, guess so. yeah, just call me Debs, Jesus. Yeah. we're out in public. Yeah, Debo. call me Debs. Debs. You know what you should do? You should storm into your house one day, slam down the change of name certificate that you've gotten by deed poll, and go, <laughs> "Who's laughing now, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> Deb. Debbie, but what are do people even call their kids Debbie anymore? Or oh. legally change her name to Craig? Craig, yeah, oh, no, yeah, but I don't think I win out of that situation. <laughs> Having a girlfriend called Craig, my girlfriend Craig, <laughs> yeah. and I can prove it. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't, that... me, me and my girlfriend don't have that. We don't have the, the oh, really? nicknames. No, oh, we we no, we do. We I yeah, we we just call each other animal. Like I call her rabbit, but that's based on my dad. Based on your dad, what you called your dad rabbit? No, so that's, you thought that's you'd call your my, girlfriend the same that's thing. That's based oh, on yeah. my dad accidentally calling her rabbit when he first met her, and I went bang. There you go, that's your nickname. There it is. Instead of what was the what was the departure from? What her name's Alice. <laughs> oh yeah, and he called her rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Is um, that like some subconscious Alice in Wonderland? Thing? Yeah. Uh, that, that's some sort of memory trick that he's had, obviously, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Edward de Bono going wrong. That's what yeah. you associate Alice with a rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, guess it, I guess it is something like that, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, a rabbit. So then it just became, you know, like all the best kind of nicknames. Yeah. I, I call it by... Hey, Coops. <laughs> oh, sorry, thinking about Alice Cooper again. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Oh, there we go. That's a new one. Welcome to the nightmare. Oh, I, I call her... I got onto um a little while ago calling her by her last name because... Uh, are, are you a fan of uh, Friday Night Lights, Heath? Did you watch that? Show Friday Night Lights. Oh, is that the one about uh, American football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know of it, but the, I can't claim to know much. The really cool guy in that, Tim Riggins. Yeah. That's his big thing. Is he calls all his all the girls oh, yeah, he's yeah, by yeah. their last names? Yep. And I saw that and I thought, bang, that's going to be my new trick. You are very Riggins like, so I can see how you've done that. I know Actually, people who don't haven't seen me. A picture of me who listened to this show. I mean, just picture that. Just yeah. picture him with this voice, <laughs> and that's what it's like when I walk down the street. Tim Riggins, if your name was Tim Riggins, though, you would do that third person, like talking to yourself in the third person thing, wouldn't you? Yeah. Tim Riggins is here. Yeah. Just yeah. Riggins. Hey, just Riggins. Tim Riggins. Murphy, Riggins. you're coming with me. Yeah. The Rig. The Rig is a great name. Um, there would be some surnames that they would fail miserably with. I mean, I could imagine if you get your really standard Anglo names, you know, like Murphy and Jackson, like, come on, Jackson, here's my sweater or whatever it is. Or the double-barreled one. Yeah, but like Ponsonby Smythe says this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's that. There's that. Uh, the longest name I've ever seen is like she's a head writer for Family Guy, and her name is like Chevy Chevrard. Yes, I've and seen that. For me to continue is horrible. I have seen that. I'm... Yes, the um, at any time her name comes up in the credits, it's like the the size of the font shrinks yes. <laughs> by about. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to try and find that on Wikipedia <laughs> right now because this needs to be. Uh, this needs to be discussed. In remember the detail. remember the credit on um the credit on X Files. Did you? I don't know if you ever saw this one. It would come up every week. The, one of the writers or the producers' name was Chichip Pounder. Uh no, that's C C H Pounder. Oh, she's an actress. She's Is in, she? She's in the Shield. Yeah. No, well that sounded funnier in my head before you gave me facts. Isn't C C H the uh, abbreviation for Christchurch? If you're catching an aeroplane, that you bag tag that does it, happen. Is it? Is it? That's it's, not interesting, but it's true. Yeah, so. but. It, do you really say it CCH? Because I thought that was an actually a word CCH. Like just, it was uh, just spelled. Yeah, I have seen her on uh, talk shows, and she gets introduced as CCH Pounder, oh. but it does look great. Well, look that up too. I okay, have, I would have thought you wouldn't keep the Pounder bit. Like if her yeah. name was yeah. Christine Carlisle Harrison Pounder, why would you keep the Pounder? Why wouldn't you be like? 
I mean, maybe the rest of it is a shocker keep, as well. Maybe yeah, it's like... Well, why would you keep the CCH anyway? Why, yeah. why would you keep any bit of it? Especially because, I mean, it sort of sounds like an amalgam of, of cheese and quarter pound, cheeseburger and quarter pounder. And then everyone would think you never started when they met you. Yeah. <laughs> and then pounder would arrive. I don't know. I just think pounder's a bad surname. Oh, so here we go. It's uh, Carol Christine Hilaria Pounder. Oh, so it does stand for something. Why wouldn't you just go Carol Pounder? <laughs> it sounds like an that, instructor, that, yeah, instruction. Yeah, that, that in my halfway through that, in my head, a thought came in and went, "You are currently answering your own question." <laughs> Carol, comma pounder. <laughs> um, I can't. I cannot find this long named. I've resorted to putting in Family Guy long name writer <laughs> into Google just to see what that yields. I'm positive her first name is Cherry, and I think it's C-H-E-V after that. I, don't I know. think Can I found it. There's an article dot, dot, dot. on here specifically, Family Guy's only female writer is as hot as her name is long. Meet Cherry Cheva Pravat Dumb Wrong. Dumb Wrong? Dumb Wrong. Cheva Pravat Cheva Pravid Dumrong. Wow, that is wow. brave. That is brave to become a comedy writer w- with a name like that. So, yeah, Tim Riggins, I can imagine, wouldn't just snap that one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a and kind of Fonzie way as he walked off to better. Yeah, yeah. I suppose she couldn't become like a pro female soccer player and you couldn't have that on the back of your shirt, maybe. So, <laughs> yeah. here's your second and third jersey. Yeah. Just so you can... yeah. If you could put on <laughs> heaps of weight, that'd be really, Why don't really you good. you be more like CCH over here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Shit, shit. Um, so, I want to bring this up, uh, guys. Guys, I have uh, I have crossed I've crossed a mi- something of a milestone in my life. Um, th- this is something that used to get spoken about on the program a little bit, but uh, has uh, has sort of since dwindled off um, in in recent episodes. I have talked a bit about uh, how I have a bit of a dodgy stomach. I get sick very easily, and not to showboat and not to bring the tone down too dramatically, but. Last night in the evening, for the first time in my life, I shat myself in public. I Really? Yep. I had the first. There have been many near misses about, which I've spoken about on the show before. And, uh, yeah, it happened. I was 10 minutes away from my house. I was on my way to meet a friend, and then I felt, you know, something was going to go on, and I thought, oh, I'm a bit too far away from any kind of public situation. I'm just going to have to leg it home and... Yeah, and didn't didn't quite make it, and then had to had to go home you, and have a shame shower <laughs> before I went out to meet my friend. Do you find there's a very specific walking pace you need to adopt so you oh, don't crack yes. yourself? Do I ever? It's somewhere between because I find if you run, you're bad, gonna yeah, you're gonna upset it more, but you want to keep the speed. It's that should be like if I was a professional Olympic speed walker. That would be my thing. I would just eat heaps of curries and dodgy food the night before the race because that is like that. You find that you reach optimum speed without breaking into a run. Carl is just looking what, at what, me like, <laughs> "What did you eat?" What did, because I know what but I've eaten before. Here, but. here is the thing, right? Here is the thing about how unpredictable my gut is. I've listeners will know I've just recently survived a week in Bali, and let me tell you. I did not hold back. I was eating as much spicy stuff as I could get my hand because on. Because we were just talking about this before the show, but you are a, a very brittle little specimen. Yeah. Like <laughs> we, we, You weren't ordering a Coke because you thought you were going to break out in hives. It does. You were looking at a meal I was eating thinking that that was going to put you in traction. 
So what's wrong with your body? I don't know. So I've, but this is the weird thing about it. like I've survived a week in Bali. I, I, I did not. I cut loose, right? I ate a lot of spices. I was having ice creams. I thought, you know, and everyone says, oh, wow, you're going to get the sick. the test of... Of uh, of a true body eating well, but, ice cream, but, uh, but dairy is one of the things that oh, is right. particularly puts me in a world of hurt. Right. And then survive that a whole week in Bali without without any incident whatsoever. I come home, you know what I had? I had a bit of fettuccine with some chopped up tomatoes on it. Fifteen minutes later, I'm bloody shitting myself out the front of the commission flats in my house. <laughs> Where's the justice? <laughs> so that's a sweet place to do it because you probably went pretty unnoticed then. <laughs> yeah, well, thankfully, so I'm probably. We walked past you and went, can I get something like, yeah, you're on, mate, or what's going on? Well, that would that would have been the final insult if, if someone going into the commission flat had seen me and gone, clean yourself up. Yeah, man. there goes the neighbourhood. <laughs> <laughs> Heath, you, what you just said to me about picking up the pace, um, are you someone, that, that to me spoke of some kind of, uh, some kind of personal uh, experience with what I'm talking about. Are you, are you, do you get sick easy? Have you got a... I like to live on the edge of the menu. Yeah, yeah? okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I'll eat damn near anything. Um, and that, that's the thing about, like, what we do, I guess, perform and go to gigs and stuff like that. You, you've got a bit of different uh, uh, dietary sort of habits than, than normal people. You're a- eating out a lot. Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, when you're touring country <laughs> towns and stuff and you need something to eat after a show and the only option's kind of pizza or, like, hamburgers. Yep. And you just find yourself eating two-minute noodles for, like, the 56th time in a row. And that's when your intestines are like, yeah, no, I did this last night, did it the night before, so I'm not just I'm just not going to digest it tonight. So oh, right. Just, yeah. yeah, if this is how you're going to treat me, <laughs> then we'll see about the that. Grab a and, you know, yeah. you want. Chopper doesn't have a rider? No, Chopper doesn't have a rider. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. The, uh, the people that don't like Chopper out there will be keen to hear that I'm lactose intolerant. So... You know, after going around telling people to harden the fuck up. Oh, really? <laughs> have, a, have a yogurt and all of a sudden I've got the liquid sit down. Yeah, that's that's it. Because I, see, I... Shopper's I, kryptonite, hey? Eight, I'm... 18 shanks to the abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> One small container of milk. <laughs> <laughs> a little banana BM and that'll, and that'll do it. <laughs> so you just driving around seeing Big M's billboards for the chalk berry being back and going, No! <laughs> Oh, see, I've I've been off milk for a long time, right. so I uh, yeah, you know, if, see, if I had some sort of banana flavored goat's milk, I'd be like, damn, that's a time capsule. But uh, <laughs> yeah, till then, see, I I'm I'm not lactose intolerant. Dairy does definitely make things more complicated for me, makes things worse. But I like people have said to me I should go to a doctor and I should do those things where you just withdraw things from your diet and then slowly you work out just through process of elimination what is making you so sick. And I kind of don't want to do that because I like I like everything that I eat, you know? And I've sort of just people go, but then you won't get sick. But I've just, I've just kind of learned with the exception of last night, I've learned to live with it, you know? Like it's you know like how there's um you know how there's like junkies and alcoholics that still hold down jobs? Like there's like functioning yeah, alcoholics. Yeah. I'm like that except I can ride a bike while I have diarrhea. Like I've just, you know, people were saying to me before I went to Bali, they're like, oh man, you're going to get so sick. You're going to, you know, be shitting yourself all the time with the food over there. I went, well, so what? It's just going to be the business as usual tour for me. Like it's not going to yeah, matter. Yeah. I'm not going to make a difference at all. Um, but yeah. Well, what do you eat over there? What did I eat? Yeah. Is it, is it, is it that bad or different? Yeah, so I'm, I'm just a lot of spicy stuff. I think, I think that stuff's easier to deal with than a lot of the horrible crap you can get over here. Yeah. Like, sure, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying that because that's what people said to me before I went. People said, you will get 
you will the, get the That's one of those things people love, though. You know, the same people who yell out taxi in a pub when, <laughs> a, glass, when a glass drops. The same people are like, where you go, mate? Bali, you're going to poop yourself inside out, mate? No, maybe not, mate. I'd love I'll it if like, someone got that. prepared cuisine yeah, with exactly. some yeah. grass and some galangal, and I think it'll all be quite nice. I love no, it if... mate, you're going to poop yourself. <laughs> I love the bogan that got that mixed up where someone drops a glass and they're like, diarrhea! <laughs> <laughs> Bali belly, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you go, I'm going to Bali. You going to get a taxi there? <laughs> oh, I fucked it. Yeah. No, I, I drove here. <laughs> What are you calling me a taxi for? I'm going to have to come back in the morning and pick my car up. This is this is not helpful at all. Sure, taxis in Bali are cheaper, but with the swim, I guess I don't know. <laughs> what about? Um, do you want to do this, Tommy? Where we uh, we we've been having a bit of a regular thing on the show where uh, we invited people to spread our names through history on Wikipedia, uh, uh, our yes. show, a uh, little dum dum club. So. Um, People have taken little bits and pieces of us and 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 vandalised Wikipedia, changed changed history. You uh, guys should throw your hat in the ring because at the moment Baron von Richthofen, the Red Baron, is uh, no one quite knows who killed him. So you guys should throw. Your oh hat right, in the ring. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good suggestion, oh. listeners. Get on it. Bit of Jack the Ripper, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. JFK. I think you'd be better off sneaking yourselves in as maybe murdered whores <laughs> in the Jack the Ripper scenario. This is all going to turn up on our Facebook page within a day of this going up. I dare say. If, if Jack the Ripper was a conspiracy and people have to call it like Jacks the Rippers or something, just mm-hmm. completely ruin the syntax of history. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give this. I, I like mean, that. I don't, I don't want to point the finger, but I think you guys could probably, between you, like beat and maim a, a night worker somewhere in a dark alley. <laughs> I think between the two of us, I mean, Carl would be doing a lot of the work. I'd yeah. be tweeting about it while he was doing it. But he's, yeah. got it he's got it lurking behind his eyes. Yeah, yeah, and I'm built for it. So that kind of bloodlust. Yeah. What, what are the latest ones that have snuck onto uh, Wikipedia? Now, this is a very random. Now I, I can't quite see the top of this one, but this is a pretty random one. On the Wikipedia page for relative directions, <laughs> someone's looked up relative directions, which is a pretty easy one to to vandalise because I don't think anyone else knew that that page existed. What is it? Is it like the most tedious BBC sitcom you've ever heard? No, no, no. <laughs> just the, the whatever relative directions are, just the whole thing of like right and left and up and down and things like that, I believe. Like, uh, you know, north, south, east, east and west, and decide where just in there. So the quote is, probably the most famous uh, uh, case of bad directions was given to Australia's favourite dickhead, Carl Chandler, <laughs> to his little mate Tommy Daslow, <laughs> as he is now known after abandoning his slave name, Allsop. <laughs> Carl's terrible directions caused... Tommy to eat at every burger outlet in Australia and subsequently his death of a coronary embolism. It was all true until the very end. See that? I was going to argue that before that bit about my death at the end, Wikipedia wouldn't be able to take that down because that did happen. You did give me bad directions and as a result, I did end up eating at every burger restaurant on King Street in Newtown. (laughs) I don't know if they can... They'd probably have to verify if I was really Australia's favourite dickhead because they've capitalised that as well, which... And we've just had the census and everything. <laughs> Jesus. Imagine if that question had stuck oh, in. Man. Who's your favourite dickhead? Well, just, just rank them. Top yeah. five down. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah, be yeah. top five, surely, yeah, yeah. if they had have just softened that a little that bit. That seems like the kind of poll that would be taking place in the magazine that took a photo of you and Chopper. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah they would have exactly. already made their minds up. Yeah, right. that'd be their big feature article. Probably Wardy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be Australia's favourite dickhead. What about... Because um, what, what um, that's such a weird term, I guess, to be... To, 
Who's your favourite, least favourite? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's um? What about uh? On the yeah, other week, favourite could... dickhead's a little bit like having a choice of rapist or something. It just doesn't... yeah. <laughs> No, that's yeah, not quite that extreme. But yes, again, I think I saw that in the just after the shark attack. I think in that that magazine. What about um? weren't we weren't weren't we listed on the uh, Wikipedia page for the band Ice House? That's right. Weren't we playing Triangle and and bloody trombone or something? something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Session musicians for the uh, Man of Colors album. Yes, exactly. Oh, ripper. we're in here under um uh, under. Because they're making a bit of a comeback. Is there any way we yeah. could maybe sneak onto stage and go, mate? Look, it's on Wiki, mate. Have they're, a look. Let us up. It, they're playing at Meredith, aren't they? Are they? They're playing at Meredith or home. They're, they're doing some festivals. Meredith Music Festival, are they? Yeah. That's a what's that's. Let's what's get the in last, there. That's the last place they should be playing. What are they playing there for? I think that, there was a rumor that they were going to. The lineup has come out, but I can't remember if they're on it or not. Jeez. We should get on that. I don't think they could be further away from the John Butler trio if they tried. You, that shows how little you know about both the Meredith Music Festival and the John Butler trio, but anyway. Has John Butler written a new song lately, or is he still doing that one? <laughs> <laughs> one of the slide guitar. That one's still going. You know, when he, when he tells you <laughs> how to think about stuff he... with his American accent? <laughs> yeah. He is still playing a solo that he started in 2001, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. opening for Powderfinger. I, I used to talk to, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, try and make myself look too good, but I used to talk to a lot of people on forums on the internet. <laughs> and uh, there was this girl I used to talk to in San Francisco, and she was like, yeah, is John Butler big in your country? And I'm like, yeah, he's like number one at the moment. And I went, he's shit. He used to be homeless and like <laughs> beg money off me, and he was like a really bad guitar player, and we'd all go, oh, God, and then he left for Australia. We're like, see ya. And now he's number one in your country. Is that how bad music is in your country? And I had to sort of go, yeah. yeah pretty much, actually. Got no yeah. defense for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was between him and Powderfinger. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, back on the Wikipedia thing, someone has put us on to uh, the Wikipedia entry for stage name. Oh, uh, right. Where there's a motivation to use a stage name. Uh, there's, a, there's about a paragraph there and then... <clears throat> Infamous girly-voiced comedian and bakery historian Tommy Dasolo is widely known to have created his stage name from the generic Allsop to the more Italian-sounding Dasolo in order to obtain a part in the Australian film sequel Wogboy 3, <laughs> Dum Dum Monaro. He, <laughs> he also holds an additional stage name, that of Peter Warsaw, an avant-garde transsexual cabaret artist. Now, a lot of creative license has been taken with that entry. I mean, the bare bones of what you've said is semi-accurate, but... Geez, you've you've really reached there. Now, Heath, I, I've just got to give you a bit of back history. Right. Tommy Dassler, that's not his real name. Now, th- this is not the first time on the show we've brought this up, but Tommy Dassler, he's he's decided that's his stage name. That's before his first gig, he's just plucked Dassler out of the air. His name is Tommy Allsop. Thomas Allsop, if you're going by my that's by my passport, better than Pounder. Yeah, that is. That's a good. That's a good. <laughs> Tommy point. Pounder. C C H Dassler. Yeah, you should go for Tommy Pounder. That's a. That's good. You could open for Chopper. Tommy you could Pounder. you could fight yeah. Rocky. Well, Tommy Pounder and come out and be like, do you know what chicks do? And people yeah. are like, I already know, but tell us anyway. <laughs> Tommy H Pounder. All right, yeah. I'm Tommy Pounder it. sounds like the, the Rocky's next battle. Tommy fucking Pounder. T- Tommy Pounder. Yeah, Tommy Pounder. Yeah. He's, a, he's a street brawler, but God, he's, God, he's yeah. got chutzpah. Yeah, exactly. And he'd be he'd be one of the rare white fighters that Rocky would fight. I reckon he sounds like a white. Am I like an unhinged street brawler? But then in the boudoir when the lights go down. I'm all loving. Just as brutal, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Still punching the shit out of your opponent. (laughs) Flat out. (laughs) Okay, well, that's good. So this is a done deal. I'm I'm in the new Chopper show. Is that it? I'm your little sidekick. You've got to change your name. Tommy Pounder. Do I have to do it by D-Pole? 
You have to do no, a double no. act with Neville Bartos. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have to be Neville Bartos when he's called for. Okay, <laughs> sure. All right. That'd be good. You, yeah, you can have all the characters now. That's, that's good. That, how's that for like, that's like a weird, you saying if someone had a gig in your show that was just, if the audience yells out for Neville Bartos, you have to come out. But if they don't, you don't. That's like a weird understudy thing where it's like, you might, you may not need to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like cho- chop a bingo where you, there's different characters on the, for the different numbers. That would be good. Yeah. Um, now you've got new characters. That's what your now your new show is. Is it not Chopper at all, or a bit of Chopper? No, there's going to be some Chopper in there. Yeah, uh, just in case. You know, as I say, people turn up and they say it's not Chopper, and they're like, "What is this about?" Right. Say, <laughs> say, so, so fuck, man. Is there still some other characters that maybe stab people a bit, just so in case they they get a bit homesick for Chopper? Like, uh, that's too far of a stretch. Possibly. I, don't, like, I've, I haven't even considered how I'm going to deal. Like, because I do get hecklers at Chopper, like people right. who think they drink a lot and they think it's a conversation. What's the best thing someone's yelled at you at a Chopper show? I hate your shoes, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, and it was what cool. I also loved about that was the z- zero seconds of hesitation <laughs> when, at you responding to that. What well, I want to know is what was the comeback? <laughs> Oh, it, like I hadn't even got to the center of it. Like I <laughs> lights up, walking out. This really drunk guy stands up and goes, "I hate your shoe, you cunt!" <laughs> and I kind of, and that was after I'd had weeks and weeks of just drunk people ruining the show. And so I had him ejected straight away. Right. Yeah. So he he spent about forty bucks to have his opinion heard on my shoes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. See, that needs to go on the Heath Franklin uh, wiki page now. Yes. Do not mention the shoes, yeah. or you will be immediately ejected. Yeah. Well, you can do it. Just do it in like a slightly interesting way. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you made a good point. I don't know. What I want. Well, that's what I want to know. What shoes were you wearing? Uh, Dunlop K twenty sixes. Oh, the old Velcro yeah. jobs. I don't blame him. Jeez. <laughs> good <Yeah>. call. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm, yeah. I, Jesus. I the should most, track him down and apologize. The most <laughs> offensive shoe of all. Oh, they could be got to get them off. That's like that, that that those Dunlops, they're like the N-word of shoes. <laughs> I, I feel like they're slippers parading as sneakers. That's what I like about them. The Velcro Dunlops. Yeah, it's yeah. like wearing a warm child. Are they are they very chopper? Are they chopper-esque? Yeah, I guess so. What does I don't know what the real chopper wears anyway, but that doesn't sound I, don't know, I think you would stab would someone with. Wear? I don't know. It sounds like I reckon Dunlops would like probably uh, uh, they would take too much blood seeping into their into their. Canvas. Wouldn't it be funny if they found like they're always trying to find like an easy way to psychologically profile people who are inclined to become serial killers? Wouldn't it be funny if like through this show someone just busted open that every serial killer, everyone who's ever killed someone ever, has always worn the same shoe? Do you know what I mean? And then it's just, just like yeah, just the necessity. Uh, well, that's not even a word. Necessity for Velcro. Yeah. They're like yeah. Anyone that's Jeffrey Dahmer or someone. Well, from now on, anyone who buys a certain pair of Adidas, they yeah. they go on the register. They've they just got one flagged. of those one of those uh, security tags on each shoe. So <laughs> yeah, every time you they could, go at the door, you could probably flag someone as a sex offender if they bought rugby league boots, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy rugby league and kind of and, and sex, sex offending. And my way friends. Less advanced forms of sexual assault. <laughs> well. But you know. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of the program uh, for another week. Heath Franklin, thank you so much for joining us uh, in the little dum dum clubhouse. It's been a, a right pleasure, and it's been delightful to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, 
Yes. I, I was trying to be sincere then, but I feel like it came out like I was <laughs> taking the piss. But it, it doesn't help when the guy you're saying it to goes, oh. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, go check out uh, Heath's show at the Melbourne Fringe, and then I presume you'll be touring it uh, later in the uh, next year sometime? No, no, the rest of Australia can jam it. <laughs> All right. Seriously, they can jam a stick in it. No, I'm, right. taking, uh, I'm taking Chopper to some mining towns after that, so if you, uh, you're in the business of dragging shit out of the earth and sending it to China, then you can probably <laughs> track me down in uh, later in the year. Great. That'd well, be a sweet thing to have on your business card. That's good. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us for another week, guys. If you want to get in touch, littledumdumclub at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we'll see you next time. See you, mate. See you, mate. <laughs>